Welcome to the final episode of Das Vidanya to celebrate the final episode of The Americans. This is Russ, and joining with me again is Aaron Newarth and Jim Dietz. After all these years, guys, Das Vidanya, the successful podcast about The Americans, is finally coming to a close. <laughs> we have reached our end. <laughs> yeah, just like the Jennings did. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so that didn't at. go. Yeah, I, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. But it was. It, I found it immensely satisfying. You know what I mean? Like, I, this movie, this show has been so against what most shows about this kind of thing usually are that the way that it ended really fit for me. I mean, it really, really paid off in a way that a lot of shows don't in their final episodes. So I was really happy with the way it ended, especially, I mean, we'll get to it in episode 10 though, that the one scene, the scene with uh, Stan and the Jennings in the, in the garage, that like 10 minute scene, it just, Oh man. Well, that's the, that's the end of the show right there. Everything oh, else yeah. is, ep- yeah. is epilogue. Like that's like, that's Ozymandias in Breaking Bad, you know, as, where there's still two episodes, but they're just like, yeah, that happens next. But the end is, you know, that episode and that sequence, that's, that's where everything comes together. As far as the, what the family's going through, what Stan's going through, all of those things, like that's what—that's the core of the show. Some incredibly high-level acting in that scene, just really. Oh, for sure. Really satisfying, really good stuff. And Jim, you mentioned the idea of—I know we'll get to this episode, you know, at the end and everything—but yeah, like the idea of the show basically staying on its its path, and that's what makes this very satisfying to me. This whole finale of this series, I think the the best finales are not ones that need to go for you know giant you know theatrics or whatnot depending on the type of show it is but ones that stick to what they're trying to do and basically deliver on their initial thesis and you know if the if they wanted the america if they wanted philip and elizabeth to go out in like a blazing blazing glory it's like all right that's a way to go and i'm sure they have a way to handle it in the way that kind of fits but no this is much more of what I not necessarily expected, but what feels right in the scheme of things. I totally agree. So it almost, if they'd had like a big violent ending to it, it almost would have been felt like cheating to me. Yeah. Just for the tone of the show up to this point, everything else that's been going on. I mean, the violence in the show has always been very like matter of fact, very mm-hmm. quick, you know, not very, um, and, and when is, when it is impactful, it's usually the consequences of the violence, not the violence itself. So I'm. I was more than happy with the way this ended. It was very, like you said, very much an American's way to end it. It's like Breaking Bad. There's a re. I mean, I'm not going to delve into spoilers specifically for Breaking Bad in case people haven't seen it for whatever reason. But like, that's a show where I expect there to be kind of a showcase of events that are highly theatrical. That makes sense for that show. That's the, that show's built on that kind of engine. People complain about The Sopranos, and I'm like, what show did you guys watch for, like, seven years? It's like, this is very much exactly what The Sopranos is supposed to do. Yeah. Like, there's dream sequences and all kinds of nonsense throughout that series, and you're like, this is the this is the line you've drawn in the sand? I don't understand. So it's like, yeah, no, this this is, the, for the Americans, this fits. Like, this, I get this. I understand why this is the way to go with it. And I, I honestly, I hope it sticks. I don't want there to be like five years from now, people are talking about an Americans reunion. I don't need any of that. I'm like, I'm completely happy with just the way things stand right now. The Adventures of Paige. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, page, the Page Chronicles. Yeah, it's Agent so, Jennings. Agent, there you go. It's it's so rare though that like that um, with especially with serial television 
that you get to tell the complete story and end it in the way that they want it to end and for everything to come together like this. It's just, and I think that makes me appreciate it even more when something like when a perfect storm like this does come around, um, you know, with, uh, with Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell, uh, you know, their incredible chemistry together and the, the way they act well off in a, another, I mean, Noah Emmerich is just incredible. Again, like I said, that, that garage scene just, just stuck in my head for days after I watched it. Um, but it, it just was, it's just so gratifying to me to see something that's so, such high quality and it's been so good the whole time and in a quality way and, and without me feeling cheated or, or kind of, you know, short shrifted or whatever. It just, I mean, it was, it was great from beginning to end. And I, I can't wait to go back and watch the whole series again in you know, a year or two. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the ending of Justified. Another, you know, another yeah. Graham Yost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where ended on its own terms, didn't end the way you thought, but I, I, the, the more I think about it, it's, it's like sometimes things just end, right? Like mm-hmm. they just, you know, they come to a natural conclusion or, a, or, a, uh, you know, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be a blaze of glory. It doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to Hollywood it up just for the sake of saying, Oh, well, you're going to give it a grand send off. I mean, sometimes things just are, you know, for lack of a better term, boring, you know, I mean, like everything oh, yeah, isn't always exciting. Yeah. Like justify. That's a, that's a good example where it is one where there is like a, I mean, cause it's, oh, you know, it's a modern Western, that show, a great show. Um, and it, there is like a final standoff between a character that was set up. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's what happened. But there's still characters to deal with and you deal with them and not all of them need to like, you know, die to be like, I don't know where this kind of started where like the thought was like, you need to have this kind of sense of finality. Cause there's tons of like, series finales of, of tv shows that are excellently handled but don't have you know kind of major events take place to change the shape of things just for the sake of like getting more like think of like mash like mash doesn't like have this kind of go for broke finale right <laughs> or like and i i can understand like seinfeld is this weird example people bring out and it's like i guess that's more of just the nature of the laughs and that's a comedy so it's, a little, it's not like a serialized drama necessarily but it's like it, well, it does end like a kind of a typical seinfeld episode just puts them in a, a precarious position i guess yeah but like it, the show isn't lost you know it's not like a exactly. show that has exactly you know, yeah. there's no grand mystery <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty straightforward i mean it, it pretty much tells you what it is in episode one and that's mm-hmm. what it is the other the, F- the other FX show I can call to is the Shield, which I think sure. is a perfect finale. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. There's yeah. there's more dramatic things that take place in that show, but at the end of the day, the thing what happens with Vic Mackey is like, no, that's a completely fitting quote unquote punishment yes. um, for this man, this yes. purgatory that he ends up in, as opposed to like you know yeah, getting into some you know final standoff of Dutch or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I just I I just it was just pitch perfect, and the thing about it too is. It was tense, right up to oh, the yeah. very, oh, man. Like, right oh. up to the like. Even when they're getting on the train to Canada, and they're, and, I mean, it was just, they're playing with or without you and stuff. And um, I mean, it was tense all the way uh, to the very end, and and just I had me enthralled. I mean, sometimes you know, you know finales, you know, the the big high point, the big crescendo happened early in the in the episode, and then the rest of it's kind of aftermath. But this, I mean, it just kept me gripped like to the very final scene and. Yeah. I just I, I can't say enough great things about it. I'm just I'm just immensely satisfied. So to back up a little bit, so again we'll cover episodes nine and ten, uh, Jennings, comma Elizabeth, and start. And so with with the first episode, I, I really I, I like the fact that again the show doesn't the '80s is there, but they don't 
they don't lean into it hard. I mean, other than obviously like the clothes and the cars, um, and you know, the way people wear their makeup and stuff like that. I mean, you can't escape that. Right. But mm-hmm. they, they don't normally like lean in hard. And so it was really cool to see, uh, Stan at his, uh, you know, terminal computer with the, you know, the monochrome, uh, green monitor typing in and doing a, uh, FBI search to, to find, you know, Elizabeth or Philip or, uh, DuPont Circle travel and, and come up with just a, a complete goose egg. Uh, it just, again, that's just a cool piece of nostalgia to, you know, to, in a show that hasn't, uh, which is, which we talked about it before. One of the great things is they don't, ha- they can't rely on the fact that everybody has a cell phone. You could, you know, look up somebody and track them with a satellite or, you know, know everything about them at, at the push of a button uh, to see, you know, an attempt to, in, in 1987 to lean into technology and it just basically come back with a big fat goose egg. Uh, right. I, I thought it was pretty cool because nowadays, obviously, you'd have a Facebook profile, you'd have an Instagram, you'd have you know Snapchat, you'd have Twitter, you you know all this all this crazy stuff that at least that you know they'd be able to search and find. But back then, it was just nope. This is our database, and if there's something in it, there's something in it, and if there isn't, there isn't. So it is neat how Stan and this continues in the next episode. It's like all he needed was the suspicion to get him moving because yep. once he mm-hmm. start gets on their trail, it doesn't take him. He's a good agent. And it doesn't take him much to, you know, really find the things out that he needs to. Like he can, you know, he, he phone, you know, does a few looking, do a few searches, calls a few phone numbers, and he's got them. Like that's really all it took to, to kind of yeah. to piece it all together. Right. It was just that tipping point of him being suspicious of them to begin with that got him on the road to that. And mm-hmm. and as much as he want, you know, as much as he wants to obviously, you know, find out the truth. He almost doesn't, and then it plays out in such a great way, you know? It just, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I also really like the Cloak and Dagger stuff with Elizabeth, um, with uh, Nostarenko, I think was the name of the guy who she, who she like, ended up oh, yeah. not not killing, but then having to, um, um, uh, you know, kind of save from another assassin who was so much like a, a surrogate for her. Yeah. Even, yeah. like, with her laying there and the wig falling off and her dying in the street, I mean, it's like... She's like looking at herself, you know. It just—it was so well done. That scene was just. Uh, again, I know I just gush praise for the show, but it's just so well thought out. And and you make a great point, Russ, about the technology. The technology is is a huge part of this. I mean, a huge. Um, not I don't want to say stumbling point, but I mean, the, if it weren't set in the eighties, there's so many ways that this whole you know drama would have fallen apart. Oh way yeah. Before this, you know? Yeah. And and I like the flashback stuff. So again, the the title of the episode is Jenny's Come Elizabeth, and it's you know no surprise. It's pretty much all about Elizabeth and uh, the, the what did you, I thought the the CG. So to me, it looked like they de-aged her, obviously, um, in in those scenes. And I I can't tell if it was straight up CGI or if they just used a lot of like heavy makeup. Um, I don't know if it was heavy makeup. I think they were just I I. I I think with the right lens and some specific areas applied, there's not much you need to do to kind of de-age somebody for the length that they're going. Like, it's not a Marvel movie where it's like they're like going 20 years ago or whatever, and you have to make Michael Douglas not look like he does now. <laughs> like, it's the the work they did to, you know, you get, you get her a wig, you, you move around some spots on the face or what have you, and you can pretty much accomplish what you need to and, you know, film it the right way. Yeah, uh, just her face looked really soft. Uh 
It, so it, it, was, it, it wasn't like distracting in any way, though. I mean, no, I no, no, it, no. It was really good. I mean, especially on a TV budget. That's what that's what surprised me because it didn't. To me, it didn't look like it was straight up. Uh, and I probably could have looked this up and, and and saw how they did it, but um, it didn't look like straight up makeup to me. It looked like there was a little bit of CGI touch to kind of soften it a little bit. But um, I, this show, this strikes me as the kind of show that has to scrape by with what they have, and so I wouldn't be surprised if it's more minimal than you might expect to kind of make it work. Sure, sure. more in camera stuff that they did. Um, Rub some Vaseline on the lens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a little, yeah. cheese, little cheese cloth does wonders. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it was in it the was, special edition. They're going to add dobacks and um, Jawas yeah, to every yeah. scene, though. <laughs> but it was again. It, it's interesting because her, you know, we've we've seen a little bit of Philip's background, and we've seen Elizabeth's, and Elizabeth's background isn't quite as harsh as as Philip's, but kind of seeing how they make a point of showing how like in the when she was younger it was all about the mission and she did what she was told she didn't deviate from the plan um you know and even you know even her mentor scolds her because it's like no you can't it's like yeah you need to stay on mission but you can't let a cop die like that's just dumb like don't you know don't do that and she's like well you know which is it do you need me to stay me me to stay on mission or do i need to know when to go off book and i think that was kind of the point of it too because in this, she clearly made up her mind to go off book. Like at this point, she's like, it, 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 to me, it's so stunning to see the transformation of Elizabeth in these last two episodes, really two and a half, I guess you'd say. Um, given how hardcore, how depressed, how sad, uh, and just like dejected she seemed for those, for, for all of this season. And then in the end to kind of have that revelation that, look, you know, doing my job and, and fighting for my country, uh, is, is so much different, you know, with the whole, with Gorbachev coming in and, you know, she, she always made the, I've, I know I've said this before, but she's always made the argument that it's all about peace, right? Like that, that we're doing this to keep the balance and to keep peace. And so that, you know, the Americans don't get too much, you know, one too far over on the Russians and the Russians don't you know, get, get one over on that. Like she doesn't want a war to happen between these two. She feels like what her and Philip are doing. And, and now that she's on her own is to prevent and basically just kind of like keep things going as they are and not let one side upset the balance. And so when she feels like, okay, we're finally at that point where these, these two countries who have been on the brink of nuclear war, you know, at least once. And, you know, it's, it's been this threat for decades have finally gotten to the point where they could agree with each other and start to denuclearize and to and to get along. And now somebody's going to come along and because they know that they're going to be out, it's gonna it's gonna upset it. Like she sees she's it's again she's seeing all the wheels turn and that it's 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 about personal agendas and it's not about the right thing and and it really it really causes her to flip and. And it speak, it, speak, it does speak to. I mean, she mentions this to Claudia later on, where she says, "You know, you 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 lied to me. Yeah. If you knew if you knew me, you'd know not to do that." And that's very much just you know, it goes hand in hand with taking away a, a sense of agency that she has, where it's like, all right, like she's so driven by the mission that if you're going to, you know, if if, if from the top is going to suddenly get corrupted in some way, take away what she's fighting for, it's like it's not a hard switch. Like right. it's not, it's not a, I mean, obviously there's some conflicting thoughts when you're being like 
tempted to look deeper like philip basically does when he tell you know asks her to act like a human but you know once you know the truth once you have an idea of what's actually going on it's not it's not a hard switch of her to be like to go to fall back in line with where she knows the right you know the right decisions will truly lie but it's amazing to me like through this whole series she's always been like the epitome of the good soldier yep mm-hmm. you know always doing what she did always like you're saying you know always stay keeping her mind on the mission nothing no distractions always doing you know doing what she was told doing what she was ordered to do and like russ has mentioned you know in the these last few episodes there's this huge sea change in her character that you know no you know this is not my this is not my mission and you know you you reference the scene with her and claudia when she says you shouldn't have lied to me it was like a switch going off in her she's like you know all right i now i've gone from this weapon that you use you know with with precision and and with surety and you know for me to do this to exactly the opposite i just stopped this assassination i just told them what was going on and you know i i you know i've gone you know 100 180 degrees against the center now and it, it, it's just, it's incredible to see that kind of change in her character after, you know, seeing her go through all these, seeing all the stuff she's gone through just to make sure that she could stay on the mission and, and be a good soldier. And now to see that switch in the character has been, been astonishing to me. And especially, I mean, she's taken it a step further, right? She's brought Paige into it and oh, yeah. and full bore. And, and even the, you know, the, the last time that Paige and her really spoke was she's like, you look, you're either in or you're out. And if you're in then it's time you need an inter- internship at the State Department. And Paige just turned around and walks away. And it was just like, man, like just, again, cold. And what's what's fascinating to me is normally when a character takes a turn like this that's somewhat abrupt, it always seems fake to me. It always seems contrived or somebody acting irrationally. Um, we see it all the, all, all the time on TV shows. I mean, not, I, I mean, you know, Jim, I know you and I are fans of the, the CW shows, the the Flash, the Arrow, the you know Supergirl, etc. Um, I watch two of those. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's times when characters like change alliances, or they have you know they just take a 180 on their you know thought process, and you just you roll your eyes because it just right. it's so it's it's just like oh they're just it's just a plot device, and then you see how it happens here, and it wasn't eye rolly to me at all. It was like oh, no. it was eye opening, and it was it was just so. You know, when you when you give it the right premise, you can you can have characters do these things and it feel genuine. And so I, I, that to me was just fascinating. It just like speaks to the depth of her character. I mean, we know how deep she runs. Remember, we watched her for all these seasons to see this, you know, big, you know, to switch this big turn of her character from one side to another is it's like a payoff. It, it, you're absolutely right. It's not a plot. It doesn't seem contrived or like a plot device at all. It seems like a natural progression in her arc. And that's good writing, you yeah. know. I mean, it's been a great showcase for I mean for all the characters really. But like the this the ep- these episodes here, they've really done a good job of showing off uh, Carrie Russell's ability. Especially because the the finale, I think, is it, it, these episodes sidelined Philip a lot. I think the finale gives Philip a lot more to do, um, and so it is nice to have this kind of you know sense of balance between going back and forth between both characters and and kind of completing the arcs that they're on. Because this episode really is complete. Elizabeth's arc from the beginning of the series to the end. Yeah, I mean the rest is more just payoff of what happens next because of this. Um, but then you know Philip still has you know like he he has some basically more just things to get off his chest essentially in the next episode that kind of you know manifest themselves with Stan and what have you. 
Well, isn't this the episode where she, where he uh, where Philip has to talk with Father Andre yes. and then it almost gets caught? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, yeah and he's. I mean, Philip's not in much of this episode, but he is. He has that amazing chase sequence that's really, yeah. really exciting. <laughs> Again, you know, it just the, tense until the very last minute of the show. You don't really know. You know, is this going to, are they going to come down like a ton of bricks on him here? Is he going to have to end up turning up Agent Elizabeth? I mean, what is going to happen here? What is, you know, which way is Stan going to go? I mean, when Stan has that conversation with Oleg in this episode, yeah. too, that was a great scene. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah he's Oleg's like, like, can't, yeah. he's like, can't you get it through your head? This is, you know, the people in the KBG are trying to get rid of Gorbachev. And Stan's like, I could give a shit. Yeah. He, you know, he well, you're rid of Gorbachev. I don't care. You know, it's. Uh, it, it was heartbreaking to see him get arrested because the second it is like, well, Oleg's not the kind of guy that's going to about to rat out Phil and Elizabeth. So that's not going to happen. So instead, I just think, oh, this guy's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Now, that's really depressing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he still has he still has some great scenes uh, uh, to, to work with. And, yeah, it, it is interesting to see kind of stand on this drive to, you know, catch the catch the Jennings now that he has more than enough suspicions to play with. And in the midst of this, he has to kind of go to his like pseudo friend like to, to 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 figure out what you know what to what's going on and then yeah they kind of we hinted like the larger things taking place in the rest of them in the world which the, the you know the show's not about to change history or whatnot but it's like this is neat that they've incorporated this kind of larger scale plot into the you know the final two episodes here um and what it what it means to you know have gorbachev especially essentially a great embracing America and embracing the you know the rest of the world and trying to you know go for this level of peace, what have you. Yeah. Plus, in a way, it ties up some plot loose ends. Like uh, you know, Stan tells him you know, you know, two FBI agents been killed, this general died, three workers been killed at this warehouse. They're all going to pin it on Oleg. So, you know, when he makes his decision in the next episode, at least we know where all that is. You know, what I mean, they weren't going to keep looking for for those killers. You know. And, and I love that. Like Oleg has to know that he's being watched and listened to, and he's like he won't say anything. He won't say anything. And then Stan comes and sits next to him, and he just like whispers in his ear. And it's just like it's so it, I don't know. It just it was so strange because it's like Oleg has to know that Stan's going to tell you know his superiors exactly what Oleg is saying, but Oleg still won't say it like aloud. Like he still is like hushed and whispers to tell uh-huh. Stan. Again, it was kind of like intimate in a non, uh, like like in, like like I hate to use that word intimate because it has it has uh, implications that I, I, that I'm not meaning, but but just that the two of them have history, and and there's trust there. There's trust and mistrust. You know, it's it's it, mm-hmm. they kind of like I don't know that they really like each other, but I think they both know that when the chips are down, each one of them is going to do what's right for their for their countries. Like they're you know. That, that you know they're they're not gonna you know purposely try and screw each other over um if if that's a side effect of um of their mission then so be it but but ultimately they're out to do what's best for for, for their respective countries so and um to get to the other uh, to get to claudia again uh, just because i know we get to the next episode i did since this turns out to be the final kind of confrontation between her and elizabeth um 
this is another situation where there could have been like a, you know, that Elizabeth takes out a gun and shoots her in the face or something like that, which sure. is like, yeah. I wouldn't entirely not expect that just given the history between them. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I do like it's more of like Elizabeth's just like rubbing it in her face and saying like, this is what I did. And I'm glad that I did it. And you're horrible for you know, being you by and, like, yeah. and, you know, Claudia tries to, you know, keep up her, you know, her, her sense of her sense of self. And she, you know, scold, tries to scold Elizabeth or what have you. But then she's just left there eating her Russian stew or whatever and just kind of kind of taking in all the things that are about to happen. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. And then Claudia says something to her like the damage you've done is worse than all of the good you've done all these years. And they're going to mm-hmm. arrest all of us and put us all in jail. And mm mm-hmm. You're right. Elizabeth leaves, and Claudia goes back to her soup. Yeah. So again, and the like, page, the, the the page stuff is also kind of is is, is sad. <laughs> it's sad. It's just yeah. like uh, just kind of the uh, what's his name? What's the what's the kid's name from uh, from the the State Department? Oh um, yeah, Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. There's this kind of that that. There is some kind of notice, notice on Jackson's reactions to all this, and Paige picks up on it. And she's like, "Oh no, <laughs> my my mom slept with this kid, and and now now I need to now I need to figure this out." And they have this whole conversation, this whole argument. That was uh, nuts. Like I remember, yeah, it was. I mean, that was crazy. It's just like the the fact that there are these these things that you know. Again, she denies it, denies it, denies it, and then once she gets to the point where it's like, you know, okay, y- yeah, because. Page Page has learned to know when they're lying, and you know, over the years she's had her suspicions, and now all her suspicions have come true. So she knows, and so then when Elizabeth basically turns it on her and just is like, "Yeah, that yeah, that doesn't mean anything." Like, yeah, it's it's like that's what we do, and then you know, Page tries to turn it on, like, "Well, uh, you know, you're a slut, you're a whore, you know, does Dad know?" And and she basically has to out Philip, like, "Yeah, it's pretty much what we do." Um, yeah. that's rough. I mean, to have to 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 basically because as a quote kid, I mean she's not a kid, but she's got to think like, is their whole marriage a scam or a sham? Like, what what's really going on? Like, you know, she's learning more about you know what they do and how they got here and every and everything else. It's like does she think like, okay, well everything's a lie now. I mean, it just like I can imagine her being just completely broken down in that in that moment when. She has to confront her with this truth. Um, and this revelation makes what happens to what Paige chooses to yep. do in the next episode mm-hmm. even more surprising. Because, you know, you would think, you know, oh, my God, my, my parent, you know, my mom has been sleeping with all these people all this time. My, their parent, you know, my parents' whole life is a lie. Paige has been kind of like the dilettante spy. You know what I mean? She's been kind of like, you know, oh, this is fun. It's exciting and blah, blah, blah. And now she's like getting a real face full of what this really means. And, yeah, it, it it leaves it all messy. But when we get to the end of this, which yeah, in a good yeah. in a good way, because like it, it's a, it's like it's a surprising character action, especially to Philip and Elizabeth in the moment. But we completely get it. I, 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 I we get why she chose this place. Like, how do I do all this? And like in the in terms of processing all the things that my parents probably actually do, and the uh, the idea of leaving my own country that I've been a part of, like all of these things are going on in her mind. And it's like, yeah, I can I can see why it's like okay, yeah, I, that is the decision that that is one of two decisions to make in this scenario, and I can I can see where that comes from. Um, it's well, Elizabeth yeah, it, specifically it, told her 
she did not like some people use sex as as a lure. I don't do that. Like, remember that we had that conversation right. like three episodes ago, and she makes a point of saying, "No, we don't." You know, yeah, I know you read that, but no, we don't. We don't do that. And then, but some people do. And now she finds out that's a lie. And she also asked her about you know the killing and the and and everything else. And now it's like Paige has got to be like they freaking lied to me about everything. They good God knows how many people they murdered and you know slept with and you know did all these these terrible things to that they they told me that they they didn't do. Um, you know, again, so it's just like this kid is just is just completely torn apart by this one. You're know, kind of coming to this one re- realization, even more so than the realization that her parents were spies to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think she finally gets the consequences of what all that entails yep. in this confrontation, and uh, <laughs> she doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the 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 episode ends because the FBI has been putting the screws to, I guess it's going to be father Andre's superior in the church. Like he, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Who kind of has an ax to grind because, uh, I'm, I'm assuming he sees how the, the priests that are in with the KGB people are probably favored and treated better and given better assignments. And he feels like he's probably been crapped on. And so he's, he's got a serious ax to grind and a grudge. And so he kind of rats out Father Andre, which in you know, which we'll get to in the next next episode. But but yeah, when the, when Philip and him have that conversation, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's going to go testify to the FBI," and he's or to the authorities, and he goes, "Which authorities?" He goes, "The FBI." It was earlier today. And Philip's like, "Thank you, Father. I'll I'll see you later." Yeah, <laughs> and he, and buy he, some plane tickets. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it, to me, again, in a, in a in a series that was full with tense moments, <clears throat> man, I was like. I mean, I was clenching up there because I was like, man, is this what's going to happen? Like, Philip's going to get busted and then he's got to try and talk his way. Like, what, you know, I had no, I, I had no idea what was going to happen and I had no preconceived notions about what should happen. So, again, I mean, I could have easily seen that episode ending with, you know, Philip getting, getting taken in or, um, or, or something else, you know, happening. And so the fact that he actually got away and was able to get a message to Elizabeth to say, you know, basically the code word for the jig is up. We need to get the hell out of Dodge. There's a, there's a matter of factness to the presentation of the show that I really enjoy, but also like you think back to like when Nina died and it was just like just cold in the back of the head, yeah. very little fanfare just happened. Not that I needed this to happen, but I was ready to be like, what if they just shot Philip right now? And he was just dead one episode before the finale. Yeah. I was like, like that'd be crazy. Yeah. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of nowhere. And I know it would be handled in a way that and again, that goes way back to how I'm saying I don't need like giant theatrics. But I know the show would the show would very much dial down the dr- the drama around it. It just presented as it is. A man just got shot and that's it. Yeah. Like and yeah. now it didn't happen. And I was very happy because Jesus, but still <laughs> <laughs> And then I and I do like when, you know, by the time he gets to a phone and has to call Elizabeth, you know, I was like a good spy code or whatever. And just the the way he says things are topsy-turvy at the office, it, he just has like he has to use these very specific words. Right. He has such a such a deliberate delivery on them where it's like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> things are topsy-turvy at the office. Yeah. Let, me be very, like, let me enunciate very clearly <laughs> to you what I'm trying to say. Yeah, again, another switch going off as soon as she hears that. Boom, she's in the laundry room, she's getting the bug out bag, you know what I mean? It's like, this is what they've been, I mean, this has been in the back of her mind this whole time, and now she knows things are going bad, and now she hears this from Philip, it's like, okay, 
time to GTFO. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Which they do. Which takes us to start, which is, is again, an awesome title, right? Because it, it refers to the start treaty um, that the Russians yeah. and the Americans were, were working on at that time. It also talks, you know, again, a new beginning for everyone, uh, every, everyone <laughs> um, in this show. Uh, but I was really surprised that this was basically um, a 90 minute episode of them getting away. Uh, I I really did not expect it to end this way. I did not expect it to end. Um, at this point, I didn't think it was going to be some crazy like blaze of glory guns, you know, you know, kind of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid kind of moment. Uh-huh. But. I did think that there was going to be some, I did not see the stand confrontation going the way it did. That really, really, really surprised me in a big way. Uh, that's another one where that could have been a matter of fact, like, well, I guess we have to kill stand now and they do, but, yeah. but it didn't happen that way. Instead, it's this better uh, handled uh, conversation that lasts for 10 minutes with no interruption, um, which I much enjoyed. Uh, but yeah, it's there. Yeah, there's a lot of directions this could have went, but this this is the one they chose, and yeah, it's it's hard to say. I wouldn't say unconventional because I already talked about how the show just kind of sticks with what it's good at. But yes, it does. Have, it, it is interesting to see that this the finale is all about basically stripping the Jennings of everything that they kind of came up to be to bring them back down to where they kind of started, albeit wiser and with children that they know can do all right for themselves presumably um, well i know the first thing they cut loose is henry yeah right? they're just yeah, like that was, you know folks, yeah, folks like henry uh, and it was incredible because there's just a few I, I made notes on this there were just a few lines i mean it wasn't they didn't talk a lot about it you know they're just like henry should stay and elizabeth says leave him here and you know he says it's the best thing for him you know and then she says but that's not the best thing for us but the acting going on in just those few lines i mean they're they're getting rid of their own son, you know. It's just like it's incredible. Talk about dialogue, by the way. Like I mentioned, yeah. the stand, the stand sequence. That's you know, ten minutes of people monologuing or what have you. But a lot of this episode is played very silent. There's some, you know, there's t- there's talking going on, but like especially with the Jennings. There's a lot of silence and just looks and emotions and what have you. That's t- that's kind of guiding the way for this episode, which is not unlike the series in general when it comes to like the spy stuff. But there's a, there's a lot going on and just use the use of sound, the use of music to convey a lot more than you know some standard dialogue to to very much make it obvious what's going on. Well, the scene with uh, Arcadia and Oleg's dad too. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Same. Same. Oh my God! He's like, oh well, they'll train him. He's like, no, he wasn't there for the KGB. They're not going to train him. And then he says. You know, I lost one son in a useless war, and now this. Yeah, yeah, and just very like, I don't know, just that kind of Soviet stoicism, you know, that that Chekhov writes so well. It just it's very, I don't know. And if you just notice another she dry, and, and and it was weird. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay, it's like first the Jennings lose their son, then almost the next scene. I think it is the next scene, if I'm not mistaken. Oleg's father loses his son. You know, and it's just like. I don't know. It's just both scenes. There was almost like a, a parallel there, just like very matter of fact and kind of, you know, like this oh. ultimate pri- ultimate pragmatism. Go, yes, yeah, very cold going on. Um, it just was incredible and, and and very well acted, very well done. Speaking of acting, I want to I want to mention these before I forget them. One's not really about acting, but uh, uh, first is um, uh, Brandon Brandon J. Dearden as as um, as a. Uh, 
as Adderholt, yeah, because he has oh, a gr- yeah. his his whole scene of grilling the priest. Uh, that's just good. That's really good stuff. The way he the different strategies he uses to get him to talk. I really like that. And like the Adderholt character, you know, he's 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 a, he's a good guy. Like it, you know, is he's not as personally invested in the rest of the show in the same way the other characters are, but he's been, you know, a solid presence. And like, that's a good showcase for him for, you know, as far as kind of giving him something to do in this big, you know, being part of the cast for the past what three years, like it's a good scene. It's a good sequence. It's a good like measure on who this guy is and what he's capable of. Um, which I do, I, I do like that, you know, for a show that has Americans living or Russians living among Americans, the Americans are portrayed as like, you know, goofy or dumb because they can't realize what's happening. Like they're all competent people that are generally good at their jobs. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, that's a, it's a good scene for Adderhold. And the other one I want to mention real quick, cause this just was funny to me. Derek Luke as Gregory shows up for like half a second. Yes. And I'm like this good, good on this guy for coming back for just to film one scene like this right. for like seriously. It's like, that's such a, that's such a nice touch that they, that they actually got him to come back for this, like for, for nothing, no lines or anything. He just kind of appears for a second. He said, Hey, you want to do a scene with you and Carrie Russell in bed? And she's, you know, mostly, mostly unclothed. He's like, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> what the heck? Uh, but yeah, he was I, on I, break from a uh, thirteen reasons why or whatever. Yeah, he's he like, yeah, I'll stop lighter. By. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, I just, it's funny you you mentioned uh, Adderholt, and I just want him to say church like just over and over. Again. <laughs> and <laughs> the way he, he just he just kept making you know, anyway, just the focus on that word, your church. Mm-hmm. It just it was, uh, it was it was cool 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 bit. You know, Adderholt seems like. Like like Billy D. Williams, like slightly overweight cousin. Like that's that's the kind of the, the, the way they kind of make him up. And it's like okay, that's kind of the presence that he seems to bring when he's like operating. Yeah, which I can I, I can enjoy. Yeah, but I, I again the kind of going back to the whole like silent aspect of it. But if you notice when when Stan tells Henry, we don't hear what's being said when. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Oleg's father tells the wife and, and conceivably the mother, we don't hear, hear anything. And when Stan interacts with Renee, they don't say anything to each other. You know, like they're, they're just, it's, it's a lot of looks and head nods and a hug and, and they kind of part, you know, she goes off to, to work or, or he goes off to, I guess he goes off to, to, to the office or whatever. But it's just interesting how, you know, these, these three, you know, people most affected by what's going on, like the, their, their, uh, re, the reaction to, to the people most significant to them is just like, we never, we never really get to hear what's, what's really being said, which isn't, isn't important. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need to hear Stan tell Henry how his parents were spies and lied and blah, 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 blah. I mean, we get, we get it in, in the, uh, just, just the, the emotions and the, and the, facial expressions speaking of renee i don't i should i'm not surprised that they didn't ultimately reveal what was going on with her like if she really was a spy or not um but i i do like how the show decides to call it out with philip and elizabeth literally say and they did that before because they've asked claudia before if renee was it, but they brought it back again to tell stan it's like by the way last thing i don't know how to say this but Maybe Renee is a spy too. Like, just the way, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, I think Renee might be a spy, but I don't know. No way, I don't. I really don't. I don't know, know if your girlfriend trusted. We we just, but we don't know. Bye. <laughs> now, let me ask you guys this: 
because at the end of the episode, she has that look on her face when she turns away to go back in the house. To me, that said, yeah, she's 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 a spy. I I mean I think it's deliberately ambiguous and it's yeah. it's it's more of a Don Draper look to me where it's just staring incredulously at something where it can it can mean a variety of things um, and you can choose to interpret it as one way I, I I couldn't I couldn't say I have an an ultimate opinion on this I can make multiple arguments in either direction I guess no, I'm with you there I, I and again I I thought it was you know some people uh, my wife included likes to have everything either tied up nice and tidy or told specifically what's going on. And to me, there's times when, when you don't do that and it's done just poorly, you know, where things are just abrupt and you're like, well, what? Um, but I'm okay with not knowing for real, because again, it, it goes to what the characters know, right? Like nobody knows Like Philip and Elizabeth don't know. Stan doesn't know. Well, now Stan doesn't know. <laughs> Um, and so it's really cool to just kind of like not have this definitive answer. It's like, if you think she's a spy, she's a spy. If you don't, if you think she's not, she's not. Um, yeah, the show is more the conversation than Thunderball as far as the kind of espionage is playing with you there. So it it, it works. Ultimately, life isn't like that. You don't get nice and neat, uh, explanations very often. Yeah. Especially in the, especially in espionage. Um, Speaking of which, by the, by the way, I just wanted to, I mentioned The Shield earlier. Laurie Holden's in both series finales of The Shield and The Show. Yes. That's fun. Yes. <laughs> um, Sorry, Jim. I was, <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just going to I was gonna call out the way uh, the use of uh, um, uh, Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Yeah, that was, yeah. Good. That was oh, good. Oh, man. I mean, perfect, perfect use of that song when, when um, you know, at the aftermath of the garage scene, you know, when that all those confrontations and then even while they're confronting Stan in that garage, um, you know, Elizabeth and Philip are trying to deflect blame from each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's, let's talk about this scene. Oh my God. Like the great, like work by Stan, by the way, where it's like, I got I'm going to play this hunch again. and just go to page and just see what happens there. And it's like, sure enough, they show up, they pick her up and suddenly she's leaving. And just that commercial cut and it comes back and they're in the garage and then Stan's like, Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, Oh, here we go. This is what's going to happen now. Yeah. And I don't know where it's going. I, the, the camera's very deliberate and how it's in showing how much space there is between them. Yep. So it's like, yeah, Philip and Elizabeth aren't going to be able to, you know, martial arts their way out of this yeah, one. Like that's not happening. Yeah. Right. yeah there's no kicking the gun out of the hand. The business there's there's yeah. so much distance between them and yeah stan pulls out that revolver and it's like oh my god this can go so many different directions right now i was and, uh, reading i was reading an interview with uh, noah emmerich they said they shot this all in one take oh, and then wow. um they the whole 10 minute sequence they did it i think four or five times oh that's great that's great um, to know that. they did they said that they rehearsed it like a one-act play on its own just the scene and uh they they tried to re- they like they did it multiple times but they did the whole sequence Rather than just you know a shot here, a shot there, the way they normally do TV, this which I thought was really yeah. interesting. This is the kind of scene that's so like it's so good that I'm going to be annoyed if the Emmys show this scene particularly because it's going to spoil everyone that's not watching the Americans <laughs> as far as yeah. showing Noah Emmerich's like Emmy speech and then you know Matthew Reese's Emmy speech as well from this scene, this confrontation moment because it's so incredibly done. Uh, and just all the emotions on Noah Emmerich's face, the guy that knows how to really emote in various ways, and then all the kind of the the things that Matt that uh, Matthew Reese is doing to convince this man that hey we actually were friends I know what I did was 
Uh, but I do believe that we have something here and all the different ways he goes to make this work. And finally, he uses Henry like Henry's ultimately the way to like make this yeah. to, to get stand up back down, yeah. uh, which I like because since Henry's so not involved in all of this. I do like that. He's a source of reasoning um, for them yeah. to kind of, kind of, you know, they keep they keep the character involved through that way, which is good since Henry's such a kind of undes- un- underserved character on the show. Um, they find a way to, re- to utilize him well um, in all this. Plus, it's like, of all the lies that you tell him, that's the one thing he believes. Yeah. Is that Henry doesn't know yeah. anything about yeah. it and, and is, is totally out of it. I like that they are still lying to him, too, in the midst of being yeah. caught, oh, yeah. trying to plan certain things, like, uh, Ganaldi, who's that? Like, what? I don't know. Wait, what? Or Elizabeth is like, oh, no, he's a travel agent. He quit. He doesn't do this work anymore. We don't, we don't murder people. We're just, you know, we're just spies. Yeah. We're not murderers. And, like, the... The uh, the viewpoints are great too. Where like every time it like it kind of cuts between the different characters, you are constantly when you get to Paige and Elizabeth, they're always in the same frame. Paige is always looking at Stan and his gun, and Liz is always looking at at uh, at Philip. Like just like it's just so it's so well edited this whole sequence. Yeah. Uh, and for yeah. and Elizabeth's reaction once once Philip realizes okay, there's no there's no bullshitting our way out of this mm. like it, the jig is up like stan knows he's not gonna we're not gonna be able to talk him out of this there's there's no there's no excuse we can come up with there's no trick that we can pull like it, we're done and i think philip is kind of honestly has a little bit of relief at this point of of, of the fact that he's able to kind of get all this off his chest but when he finally does that you can see elizabeth is almost like in horror that he actually yeah. admits it like mm-hmm. they have gone basically their whole adult lives hiding this secret from everyone and not be not being able to tell anyone. I mean, other than people that are already involved. Um, and even then they hide and they disguise and they lie. And so for for Philip to actually, you know, tell the truth to their, you know, what what really is their sworn enemy, the American authorities. <laughs> Um, just has that look of like, oh man, I guess I'm, you know, at that point she's like, well, I guess I'm all in too, you know? He even says, you know, after all these years of being scared of, you know, the Americans or whatever, it's actually his own people that are, you know, trying, are coming after yeah. him now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For trying, you know, because they're trying to get rid of Gorbachev. And I, I think it's important that Stan knew from Oleg what was going like Oleg told him, you know, hey, they're looking the KGB's looking to get rid of Gorbachev. It's gonna it's gonna ruin this this whole thing. And and then basically Philip, who at this point Stan knows hasn't had any contact with Oleg, is telling him the exact same thing. Um mm-hmm. and I think that plays into Stan's um willingness to let them go. Yeah. I mean well. Stan's a Stan is you know, as emotional as he can be, he he's smart enough and a logical enough thinker to understand the, the, where the stakes really are here. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that he has basically his best friend explaining things to him as calmly as he can to try to talk things down. But yes, yeah, I mean, Stan ultimately does get what he need. what does make a level of sense in order to let this happen. It's just a matter of considering like all the, all the different angles on what to do next from this like, Yes, that makes it so true. Let alone being betrayed, you know, for the yeah, past you could you know multiple years. <laughs> I mean, you could see from Philip and and Elizabeth just like fear and trying to be like, oh, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of this with a you know keeping alive? And then Paige just, I just she, I just feel like she just doesn't know what the hell to do. Like she's just 
completely out of her element. And with Stan, yeah. you just see the wheels turning. Like the 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 you know, it's it, it's almost like he's Doctor Strange at the end of Infinity War, like like mulling in his brain, like which outcome is going to give me the best results here, um, mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out while all this all this you know stuff is going on, and you can just tell he's just like super conflicted about what he should do. Um, I, I wrote down this line that Philip says like right before he leaves, uh, "You should hate me." You should probably shoot me, but we're getting in that car and we're driving away. That was, that was awesome. Oh my that god! Was on, just like, yeah. Oh whoa! Yes. Yeah, where he basically. No, I think page, pages after, right after, saying you know you have to take care of Henry and you know. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote that line. I wrote down. Um, I wish he stayed with me in Est. Yes, <laughs> I just love when they bring <laughs> yes. up Est. I love yeah. that Est keeps being brought. What's it called now, or what's it called at that point? The. Um... the... I forget. Oh, I, I have that too. Um, yeah, they renamed it. They read, yeah. Anyway, um, but he tells, I, I, he I tries to appeal to Stan too to say you quit too. Like I quit. Elizabeth yeah. realized yeah. that they, were, you know, that this was all a bunch of bull crap, and and so she's she had to turn on her people, and you you quit too. You went to go, you know, work the you know the stolen car unit or whatever it was you were, you know, or the the drug unit or. You know, wherever you went, you got out of counterterrorism. You quit too. Not, not exactly the same thing, but yeah, 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 yeah. But he's trying to make a point of like, like this. There's a toll to this. Like it, this has taken a toll on all of us. Like it's taken a toll on you. It's taken a toll on us. It's taken a toll on our kids. Like you know, you can't pretend that that you know that part of you doesn't want to have to deal with this right now. I do also. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, as far as kind of the, the stakes of this thing with Gorbachev and all that. I, I this the show is not about the history necessarily. It's just more of you know that's the the, the kind of the coding on it. But I like that the, the equivalent of like the worst thing that could happen to the Jennings then being found out is is kind of you know it's juxtaposed against the fate of the world essentially. Yeah. So it's yeah. of the marriage is the most important thing about this show, and you know the idea of of destroying that entirely what's the what's the natural equivalent in terms of the spy world well it'd be you know russia and america going completely to war like and knocking off all the peace so it's a nice it's a nice weird balance that they have of like not only do we need to kind of you know save the jennings from you know stan finding out about them or what have you but by doing that that means they can alert arcady and whatever about like what's happened with um, the potential coup against Gorbachev and all this, like it, it kind of it stacks the deck a bit. Like if you wanted, the only theatrics in this finale is really kind of that. It's even though that's still underplayed ultimately. Sure. Like it's kind of like that's one of the bigger things to happen, along with another thing that happens, which I think is the music choice in the, that you know final sequence that we'll get to with you two. But that's <laughs> that's a little later. Um, still other things going on. But then um, Stan has to, you know perpetuate the lie right like he has to go back to his yeah. partner who he told before he went to pages he told him hey you, I, there's something i gotta check into you know just can you hang here for a couple hours because at that point stan knows like he's not gonna find anything i know he's not gonna find anything because they're not there and um mm-hmm. so when he comes back he i mean he he sits off by himself like he's far from his partner he's just staring out that window completely dejected and then when he goes back to the office he has to kind of play the whole um, yeah, like oh yeah, see, I told I'm gonna you. kill him. I'm gonna kill him. Um, and and I was really surprised. I would I, I thought that maybe they would kind of put the screws to 
um, to Stan about the fact that they lived under his nose. But again, I think they make a point, you know, they made a point of a couple episodes ago of him telling Adderhold, like, hey, I think they might be the illegals we're looking for. And Adderhold was like, what are you nuts? Like, don't be stupid. So, the, you know, the, the fact that, you know, even his boss didn't suspect these people who, who has no like relationship really i mean they're friendly with each other and they know each other but they but he doesn't ha- you know Adderholt doesn't have the relationship with the jennings that that stan does and if somebody distancing from it can't even conceive of this being possible then i think it it helps kind of pull suspicion away from stan as you know as as being a bumbler or you know or a joke or, or whatever yeah i i I can I can appreciate the show more for not drawing too much attention to the you know the predicament that Stan was inadvertently a part of because like that doesn't get us anywhere. It's like yeah okay you got I mean all of you got duped. He just happened to live next to them. Well, like, that's, Philip, that's really all. Yeah, Philip makes a point of saying you moved it. You moved next to us. Like it wasn't like <laughs> like you you know because because Stan says oh well, you made my career a joke you know because. You know, here I am and, you know, mm-hmm. high up in counterterrorism. And yet I have, you know, two Russian spies, you know, living across the street from me that have that have, you know, for all these years. Um, and, and you know, Philip says, no, it's like our life is the joke. Like we're, you know, we mm-hmm. are, you know, left with this um, terrible existence. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm failed. At, I'm a failed spy. I'm a failed travel agent. I'm, a, you know, at this point, a failed parent. Like, you know, it just. Um, he, he tries to turn it away from Stan that did not think that he's the joke. And, and the fact that, again, Stan moved next to him. They didn't move next to Stan. Uh, well, he tells him he's his only friend in his whole yeah, sham life or yeah. whatever. You know, all these friends, all these years, he was his, you know, he was his best friend. You know, Stan says, you were my best friend. And he says, you were my only friend, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, 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 I mean, the bond is there between them, you know. I mean, Stan even says, yeah, I would have done anything for you, for all of you. You know, even though he, you know, in the next breath, he's calling him a liar. You yeah, know? it's just so well. Like I, I know I've said this about a million times on this podcast, right? It's just so well executed. Yeah, so well, so well acted. And then, you know, of course, this they dig up the passports. Yeah, yeah, they, they they bury they bury their past life. They bury their you know driver's license. They bury the the fake rings and put on their real rings. I thought that was kind of an interesting, um, mm-hmm. you know, set that that they you know the rings they were given when they were brought in the country were not, you know, were, were bogus. And so they, they put these, you know, the ones that they, when they were officially married in the, in last, the last season, um, on, and then they just buried everything else. And it's interesting that they, that they buried it, right? Like they didn't burn it and they didn't, you know, throw it in the river. They literally buried their past. Um, yeah, they, they buried the Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there was that phone call to Henry oh, during the yep. ping pong, during the ping pong tournament. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this was a. I I I got this was this was a hard one. Uh, as far as yeah, just seeing these the parents like finding ways to codedly you know express goodbyes, and then like the the real punch was on Paige has this reaction it's like I just I, can, I can't yeah. I can't I can't do this yeah. she just she whispers like it's, it's just so and like there's you know the situation there there's no time for them to like hesitate to like they like Phil has to immediately pick up back pick back up the phone and whatnot and you know there's no so time for them to register the fact that Paige is not going to be able to say goodbye you just have to keep moving 
And it's like, oh boy, <laughs> this well, is a rough scenario. And two, Philip, you know, makes a point of you know telling Paige, you can't let him know, you can't, you know, hint that you know anything is weird. Like you have to basically make this a normal mm-hmm. phone call. And Philip is the one that you know starts spouting all this, you know, uh, sappy stuff to to his son, and you know, nearly breaking down at one point. So it's like it's it's funny. He's yeah. worried about everybody else not holding it together, and I don't think he held it together. You know. Very well. So he's trying to say so much without saying anything, and you know, I don't know. It's just all that loaded small talk, and it's just like his emotions breaking down the words. It's just it's great. And then the realization that Philip at one point says, "Well, maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll just like you and Paige leave. You go back home, and I'll stay, and I'll basically just be a fugitive." So at least I can check on him, you know, wait till things cool down and then I can check in on Henry. And I thought, well, that's an interesting concept is, you know, Philip. And then I, I kept thinking, so in the in the back of my mind, I kept thinking they're going to do like a time jump, right? Like we're going to cut to five years later, you know, after the walls come down and after, you know, you know, uh, the, the, you know the kind of the Cold War is quote ended and things are much more amicable and, you know, people could travel back and forth and stuff. And I, I just kept thinking like, Oh, we'll see, you know, some sort of reconciliation there. Um, And so when Philip said this, you know, whole, oh, I'll stay behind, I just, I thought that that's where the show was going to go. It was like, nope, they're going to leave, Philip's going to stay, and then we'll cut to some reunion with the, you know, with them in the future. And and so again, it did, it didn't, it didn't turn out that way either. (laughs) So, um, uh, and, and the whole time, like, when they go, when he goes in the McDonald's and he gets the food, I, I just kept thinking, like, is somebody going to run? Like, is, are they going to leave him there? Is he going to go out to the car? Like, I, there's just, you know, because you don't know what, you know, it's like, you're looking at the clock, right? You know, it's winding down and you're like, man, what's going to happen? Like, is is, is, is this just going to play out like it is? Or is, is something, is a twist going to come in uh, to, to change things? And it's like, nope, it just, you know, well, I mean, the, the, that came, but much later. Yeah. But the, the when he sees that family across the way in the McDonald's yeah. though. That was I like I like that just because well one thing he's in McDonald's, which is like the yeah. most American thing's possible. It's so bright and shiny, it's this beacon of America yeah. and how fat we are. Um but the um, yeah, yeah, just seeing the nuclear family sitting there loving life at like who knows what time it is, but for some reason they're there. Um it's just um, it, it was it was a nice it was a nice moment. That wasn't held too long either. It, can, you could have like really just like guess how not subtle this is, guys, yeah. but they didn't do that. I was just waiting um, for somebody enjoyed. in the background to come up to the counter and say, Two McDLTs, please. <laughs> and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh so then after after that, that's when the song starts. That's yeah. when the then the with there without you starts. And it's like, oh boy, like if if the, the if you want to talk about theatrics, this is a big play because that's like such a deliberate chong choice, and I can't imagine it being cheap. Like that's probably the most expensive thing of the episode, getting the rights to having the song play. Probably it's unless like, Bono's a fan or something like that. This probably wasn't. He could wasn't be. Cheap. Bono seems like he could be a guy. Bono seems cool like that. He probably watches the Americans. Like guys, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Pick a song. <laughs> Let's find his Twitter. I'm sure Bono's like, guys, did you see Americans last night? It was incredible. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, the song kicks in, and it's so wonderfully used. The timing of this is so, like, perfect throughout this thing. Um, and you have, like, the whole house rating thing and the Renee stuff we already talked about. And then you get to the whole all the trains, 
and like the and you and you get the reveals of the disguises and you get to see Paige in disguise for the first time and it's like oh boy everybody's in disguises now even she's got a disguise everybody's got the wigs yeah. like and, the big and I was really yeah and I was really worried that is like of all the times that this show's passed off the really goofy wigs and disguises that like for some reason this will be the time they get caught but fortunately that didn't happen it's still tense but I'm like really like this will be the time that they get caught on the train with their wig like all the stupid costumes they've had yeah. in the past and this is it it's like they, they didn't do that but then it's like a double bluff because it like climb the songs climaxing as, as Ono's as Bono's going Bono's going oh, oh with the song and Paige is off the train it's like oh great reveal that's really that's that's huge right there. I, that's yeah. true I, so again i i really like when things are are surprising and i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. at this point any real twist um and so when they show and then again they're all sitting separate right like they're sitting and not just like two rows back kind of thing like they're in separate cars like they're they're far they're they're yeah. seated far apart from each other for obvious reasons um but uh yeah to see page on this platform i was like holy crap she's she's staying behind um and then you know and, and again for when elizabeth sees her then that's her moment to practically lose it right like she's always really good about it is keeping it together yeah, and yeah. um you know she kept it together even you know with the whole henry thing like you know she started to kind of you know she, obviously she was emotional she's sad she's upset but she she held it together and the page thing was like a bridge too far, right? Like, you know, she just couldn't that, that, that was something she really struggled. And then Philip came and actually sit, sat next to her. What I like about the, by the way, Bono did not tweet about the Americans, unfortunately. Um, what I like about, what I like about, I'm checking it right now. What I like about this is like, yeah, Paige is giving very deliberate looks to make sure they recognize that. Yep. I'm gone guys. Yeah. And Philip, you know, he's rushing on the train and it's not to like go after page, but to comfort his wife. Yep. Cause he knows like, this is, this is going to be rough. Yep. And he does, he go, he goes right to her seat and he just sits with her. And it's like, I know, I know, but here we are. We got it. We can't, we can't stop. Like this is what's happened. And it's such a, it, it's a, it's powerful, especially with, with or without you playing. Cause that's a song that gets you going yeah. in the right way. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to it. And period appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Very, of course, Joshua tree <laughs> era of YouTube. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Oh, Page goes. Good scene. Yeah, I mean, Page goes back to the to the safe house, right? Like that's been obviously cleared out, not being used anymore. Um, yeah, she just grabs the vodka and takes a swig, yeah. and is like, "Well, this is my life." Yeah. <laughs> and then Philip and Elizabeth obviously get away. They get on the plane. They head back to, I'm sure, some non-Russia country, and then cross the border and. Uh, and again, a lot of oh, like silent stuff, before, right? Be, like they show the mm-hmm, a lot of, mm-hmm. the before. I just sorry, I wanted to mention this. That it's the the Gregory thing, the, fight, oh, the yes, dream yes, sequence yes, that yes. delicious. Because I I really like the you know in the midst of giving Elizabeth like an arc for this season, I I like that the art thing um, played a role. I like that that was like. That, that was an extension of her, like, finding ways to not just be this perfect soldier, but also have this, like, extension of who she is and, like, seeing inspiration and things and wanting to draw and, like, wanting to observe the art. And so it comes back in the – again, especially because Elizabeth has, quote-unquote, less to do in this episode than, than some of the others. Um, I like that her – the stuff she's going through is mostly played through silence and through, like, emotions and, and what she's 
kind of picturing and so she gets a dream where she sees all the she sees she sees gregory she sees art around her that kind of i imagine if you freeze frame it she probably reflects a number of different things and then you get that big painting that she she burned uh you know a yeah. couple episodes ago like it's just like oh this is neat i like, I, I like this i like this sequence among she's things. smoking a cigarette and yeah what i think gregory yeah. points to her stomach and she's like oh that's all right i don't want to have kids anyway yeah it's like this... i don't want kids or something like that it's it's a neat kind of um, summation of things that were going on in her mind because it's a dream, so it shouldn't make like well, it shouldn't make too much sense. But I I, I like that I, I liked what it was 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 going on there, yeah. and the fact that again how how time has changed right like at that time in her life because the assumption too is that she because season one she was already with Gregory and it was very clear in season one that she. She wasn't just using him as a source. Like they, she was, she had feelings for Gregory. She, she loved mm-hmm. Gregory, and the the fact that she knew him or was working him as a source before she, her and Philip had kids again. Like their their marriage in the beginning was just of convenience and for show. And so, again, to kind of show like her attitude back in the beginning when she was with Gregory versus now, where her and Philip are all you know they they actually got married for real they had kids they loved the kids they you know they're they're you know they found a way to kind of come back to each other at the end i I thought that was just an interesting subtle way of showing how far she's come from where she started to where Mm -hmm. she is now and so by the time they land i let you know we mentioned like they took off their rings and everything earlier they buried themselves it they've they've lost their children at this point and now they're just like in some like boxy car coming from whatever ukraine or whatever the fuck sorry (laughs) i'm driving back into into russia and they they even have like tchaikovsky's playing on the yeah they have like a tchaikovsky Mm -hmm. track playing it's like yep we're we nailing this nailing what we need to do here at this point and they're greeted by Arcady. So Arcady mm-hmm. um, picks right. them up and takes them back. And again, it was just like, I, I'm, I'm watching this going, wow, this is really it. This is how this show's going to end. And I was in a little disbelief when it cut to black. I was like, is that another commercial? I can't quite tell. And I like waited. I was like, oh, that's the credits. Oh, that, that, show's yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But yeah. And, it, and it, again, it just kind of like them looking, you know, again, from their perspective, it's probably like they're seeing something they never thought they would see again. Like I, you know, they probably felt like we'll either be killed, arrested, or die in America. Like they, you know, it was kind of a one-way trip for them. And so for them to be back, mm-hmm. obviously very bittersweet. Um, but it's just it's it's so it this is and and then this is where you start thinking like how would these people be able to deal with this like. They've they've lived as Americans in America for all this time, and now they're back in their home, like without their kids. Like it's just it's so. Um, I ha- I have I mean the optimistic side of me says I think for one I think Elizabeth will probably take to it better than Philip does, sure. but even then I think the uh, the takeaway and it's which is ironic given our current relationship with Russia, yeah. but the the reforms that the country's going through, which again I think is tied into the strength of the series, which is the marriage, it's tied into them where the show did such an, the season did such an effective job of pulling them apart and showing them in like their worst possible space. And you end where, yes, it's bittersweet, but they got by, they got through all this because they're together still. And I like that they have this kind of conversation about the what ifs and the, 
the the possibilities and what have you as far as what what if they didn't go to America yeah. and they would have like went, we had like be in a factory or whatever mm-hmm. and they maybe they maybe met on a bus yeah. and they suggest that they suggest it's not a matter of saying like well we probably never meet each other they they tease the idea of like well we probably would have met anyway yeah. and we could have had something yeah. and I like to think that being back in Russia especially with it going you know being going away from the the kind of things that they grew up with there's a level of you know good that could come out of this for them specifically at least i mean history <laughs> yeah because yeah, if you think about it if if the way this would have gone like if, if history would have played out where you know the wall didn't come down and 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 you know the relations weren't repaired and all this other kind of stuff like they probably would have been shot on sight when they got back right yeah. like arcady wouldn't yeah. have greeted them at the at the border <laughs> like arcady be dead um you know, mm-hmm. and, and they probably would have been killed. So again, kind of taking a gamble, going. I mean, they knew what fate would would you know a lie lie for them if they stayed in America for them and their kids. And so, you know, for them to go back to Russia was a bit of a gamble. And I think they were just hoping that again they gambled on Stan. They they were they they yeah. were counting on the fact that Stan because because uh, Paige even says, "Do you trust him?" And and Philip doesn't even hesitate, and he says yes. Um, so they were trusting he knows who, Stan to do the yeah, right he thing. Knows yeah, it's a gamble, but they ultimately know who, what the current the kind of person Stan sure. is, and that's what they have to rely on. I I guess another optimistic part makes me think: well, the wall will come down. What like four years from the end of this series, and maybe there that's will be years. a way for them to kind of reconcile reconcile things um, as far as seeing their children again or doing whatever they need to do. Um, the funny thing I thought of this morning when I was getting ready for work was, I wonder if they're just going to be like with a shopping cart one day in the you know the local Russian mall, and they pass by Martha. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, how often I, that will be. I was I will say that I was really depressed that we didn't. I mean, I guess we kind of got the end of her story uh, last season. I mean, it closed yeah. off. I mean, but yeah, it, it would it'd be fun for sure. I, I, I agree was, that it'd be fun to see her again. I was but. really curious if this show would, as it got to the end, if there was like some sort of coda or epilogue. That was Philip, like walking into a market, seeing Martha and saying "Hello, Martha" or something like that, and like her just like you know, jaw drop, you know, basically like what? Um, he Nick Furies her yeah, at the end exactly. of the credits of this. Yeah. So. yeah. So what? So what we're saying is, in watching this, I'm here to talk to you about the Gorbachev. Yeah, we're, yeah awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so what we're what we're saying with is. The, the true sequel to the Americans is um, Atomic Blonde. So that, that's what you should watch next. Atomic Blonde. Page, page grows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just a, uh, again, I, I think it was, it's, it's funny. I think this was a gutsy way to end the show. And I, I say gutsy, meaning it didn't go for the cheap, um, the, you know, again, Butch Cassidy kind of ending or blaze of glory or some sort of, you know, crazy twist. Um, it, it, it just kind of ended and it ended, you know, where not everybody had a happy ending. Almost nobody had a happy ending to be honest with you. Um, when there's something, when there's something that's this complex and, 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 um, well-written and, and constructed, there are a million different ways it could go wrong, especially in the ending. And it's, I just love that they stuck the landing so well, because it's such a rare thing, usually with, especially with episodic television, that, that, you know, not only is, you know, not only do they get to put an ending on it, they get to put an ending they want on it, and it is so satisfying. 
So that's like, you know, like a triple crown, I guess, or whatever uh, metaphor you want to use. But I'm just, I could not be more edified by it. I just was really happy. Yeah, it's a, it's a quiet ending. And yes, it is depressing if you kind of parse it out that way. But there is a, you know, there, I think there's there's also an upside one could see in a lot of the, I mean, there's there's silver linings, I guess, for all the characters, too. Um, and I mean, this is a series, thinking about it, where like it's, it did start with a bang. I mean, you have in the air tonight playing as they you know figure out things uh, as far as being a couple together and carrie russell like smashes a guy's head through a wall so it's like yeah i probably could have gone out in a more violent matter and fx wasn't helping me any much either where like it, every time i went to commercial came back from commercial it kept saying viewer discretion advised for violence and language it's like what violence is gonna happen <laughs> and there's none <laughs> <laughs> so it's like either they were just trolling me or what that seems to be the only thing there's no violence in this episode so are they just trolling me with the violence thing because like i kept th- that's honestly why i kept worrying every time they came back for commercials like is something bad gonna happen is arcady gonna shoot them in the back of it like what's happening <laughs> they, they keep telling me violence is going to occur i've seen no violence yet so i'm waiting for the violence because you keep telling me there's violence um, so it's like good on you fx for playing with my emotions during all this but yeah no it uh instead of going yeah like we kept previously kept stuff going that kind of more old you know super dramatic fashion it just goes out on this sort of everyone ends up in a way that might have seemed somewhat inevitable but in a manner that fits for the show i mean i guess in, in one re- in one aspect of it philip and elizabeth get to go home like it it it's very foreign for me as a concept, because I mean, I'm born in the United States, live in the United States. I'll more than likely die in the United States. You know, this is, this is home to me. Um, and so the fact that, you know, really Russia is their home. Um, uh, and, and in the end they get to go back to it. So I, I, I guess, you know, from that perspective, that, that is a little bit of a happy ending. Um, well, the fact they didn't die as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. No, but I, I, I do think there's a, I mean, for Philip and Elizabeth specifically, if you want to talk about the show, intersective of being about the marriage, which is how I generally refer to it, that is an ultimately a happy, I mean, given there's six seasons in between all of this, but they started out where they're just kind of together by default, but they end where the reason that they're alive still is because they're together and in love. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's complicated. It's messy. There's a lot of bad things that have occurred both involving them directly involving their thoughts of each other directly and as well as just you know indirectly but like it all ultimately because i mean that kind of thing is i mean it's supposed to be complicated that is i would i suppose um that makes sense yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know with or without you guys yeah. like we're gonna <laughs> so what do you think what do you i mean just just as your speculation hat like what do you think because i think it's pretty clear like henry obviously um Stan will quote adopt Henry and and make sure he's you know taken care of and I'm sure pay, make sure he stays in school and you know his his relationship with his son is probably not estranged necessarily but they they don't live together they don't see each other you know he he's always been much more uh, you know since the divorce much more tied to Henry than his own son uh, and they've made that clear mm-hmm. but for for Paige I I, I just I come, I'm I'm trying to think of like what's so what's her st- story now and I, I i'm i'm it really makes me like i don't i feel like you know we got to the end with philip and elizabeth and i you know they'll live out the rest of their time in russia and whatever and, but Paige is really complicated now because she's like what what does she do i mean i guess she goes back and plays ignorant and just was like i i don't know and stan's obviously not going to turn her in um do we know that though 
because uh, I was curious about that. Like, do we? Because you know the cops are checking for her too. Like essentially, yeah, like, but by default. And yeah, I get, I get, yeah, by default. And I get what you're saying as far as I mean, Stan's presumably Stan would not rat her out, and ultimately she didn't really do anything. Um, question mark? Question mark? Around the nature of espionage crimes, um, but well, it's kind of like mutually assured I, I destruction, right? Like if if Stan rats her out, then she rats. <laughs> him out it's like oh wait well rats him out on well i guess rats him out on the fact yeah, that you let, let us go, go i suppose like um, yeah i mean it's not imp- ultimately it's not super important but no it's not ultimately important but i i was curious like well does she just go back to being Paige jennings or can't or does she is she gonna like be crafty and move on to form a new identity and like start over again well there is that scene of her sitting claudia's place drinking vodka yep mm-hmm. you know that's the last shot we see of her really after the after everything else, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you could read into that that she's trying to, you know, carry on that stuff. But I mean, you know, again, ambiguous, like the stuff with Renee, it could go either way. But yeah, the Page Chronicles, I'm sure yeah. that'll yeah. answer questions for us coming to Netflix 2021. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a good, uh, a, a, yeah, I'm just, I'm sad to see it go, but, uh, but I'm, I'm glad. I think it lasted just long enough. I think, you know, to me, I feel even really, really good TV shows. I think after six or seven seasons, I think, I think, I feel like when they finish at that point, like that's a good run. Like seven, eight, you know, seven years on, a, you know, for TV show is that that's a good run. Um, yeah, and I really like the shorter season model. Um, I really think like the twenty-two episode season model has kind of played out in a lot of ways, especially. And usually, you know, you can tell which are the filler episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I really, was, I really, yeah. I really like that. Especially, I mean, this last season only being ten episodes, very concise. I mean, every episode counted for something. Everything added. Everyone added to the story. There was no. Uh, yeah, in the day, you know, nothing extemporaneous, you know, going on there. It was just very lean and very, very well in done. In the time of like story-driven you know, dramas or, or I think, I think it does work, you know, shorter, like law and order, like, okay. It doesn't really matter. Like 22 episodes, 26 episodes, right. 45 episodes. Like who cares? Like but for, you know, for long form drama though, I definitely think it's, it's, it's a benefit to go the shorter it's, season. It's so onerous to, you know, to, to just tell like this one narrative that, um, you know, for, for that many, that many episodes. Um, and I think, I mean, not to, not to get too far off topic, because we're kind of winding up, but I think that's what like this this year. I felt a lot of fatigue in trying to get through Supergirl and The Flash and Arrow. Like I, yeah. I, just, I mean, I I just, I just felt it, it felt tougher for me. Even Agents of Shield, which I'm I'm all in on. I I, I had a tougher time this season than last season um, to try and you know work you know kind of kind of get through it. I, I felt like you know if I didn't watch it for two or three weeks, like I really wouldn't care. Um, Right. Which is, you know, these, these shorter form shows like, you know, Game of Thrones, Westworld, uh, you know, the Americans, uh, you know, I feel like if I missed a couple episodes, it's like, you know, there's, there's meat there. Like you're, you're missing stuff. I was trying to think of something clever to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show I have not watched in since the second mm-hmm. season where I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I missed a few weeks, weeks and my life has not changed. So I guess I don't need to watch yeah. this anymore. But, um, <laughs> <Fair enough>. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. So. Well, cool. This has been fun. We've we've done this on the network a few times. We've done Lost. We've done Battlestar. We've we've 
we've uh we've 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 talked about like Mad Men and uh and Breaking Bad and and things like that to kind of talk through kind of the end. I can't. I'm trying to think of like I guess maybe like what Game of Thrones maybe the next one that's like the big the big show that's going to end that's going to have you know everybody yeah. on yeah. the edge of their seat. So each episode's a movie. Yeah, because you know, they're all they're all going to be like ninety minutes yeah. or whatever. So. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll all re- regroup for for that one. That's... Well, I do know on HHWLOD uh, starting the summer we're going to do a, a what two episode per uh, podcast rewatch of Babylon Five now that it's streaming on uh, Amazon. So. That'll be fun. I know. Yeah, that'll be a good. Time. I haven't watched that in a long time. Me either. Heard of it? It's got it's got that's in space. It, it, it is. is. It, it is, is in space. space. You're right. Who's yeah, who's the true. who's the B, who's the B actor that's the lead of that show? Bruce Boxleitner was Br- uh, Tron. Uh, Tron's the head of that show. Yeah, <laughs> Tron, dude. <laughs> I, got, got a, I might have to watch this now. Hold on. <laughs> oh boy. And uh, 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 Peter Jurassic, right? The the Peter Jurassic, yeah. yeah Stephen First. Stephen um, I'm looking at this. Claudia yeah. Claudia Car- uh, Claudia Christian. Yeah. Michael O'Hare. Michael okay. O'Hare. R.I.P. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, there's some people on this. Yeah. All right, how, how long is this show? How many, five seasons. How many hours would I have to do? Uh, five seasons of what? And it's, I think it's maybe yeah. sixty up. Maybe I think most of those seasons. Th- that was a shortened season thing too. Back when they didn't really do that a lot. I think the first. Up, up, seeing twenty two episodes each and four films. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and the Sard series. Yeah. I guess it was long form, but wasn't the last episode, uh, last season shortened, wasn't it? I I don't remember. I haven't watched it since it was originally it says, aired. It says so. twenty two plus the four movies. We'll so, have a weird yeah. thing because the last season of that show was actually shot before. What was it? The last episode was shot before the fifth season, before the last season aired. So it's it it when you watch it in in bulk, it feels real weird because they brought characters back in the last episode. That had been gone for like like most of this season. It was just it's it's a very strange the way that thing kind of finished out and came together in the end. It was it was very strange. Uh, and mm. the, the difference between well, season one and, so Boxleitner doesn't come in until season two, right? Like he isn't the. Yeah, yeah I see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that now. It says he's the main character or a main character in yeah. season two. He kind of takes over. Season two. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting. Show. There's the scene that Peter Jurassic had no that has um, where he tells the story of uh, like what is it the story of the the Emperor's Guard or whatever um, in that one episode where he's talking to his daughter or whatever. I d- oh, he's in Tron too. Yes, he is. <laughs> so the Americans. Yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Americans. Great show. Go watch it if you haven't. If you're listening to this. Why haven't you watched it yet? It's all on, a, or at least most of it's on Amazon. I believe Amazon Prime has the they previous do. Yeah, they have seasons yeah. one through five, and yeah. I'm assuming season six will be on. But yeah, Soon enough. if you're just starting from the beginning, you'll have time to watch. By the time you watch one through five, six will be should be there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks everybody for following us on this journey, um, and and again, just stay tuned because, like Jim said, we've got Babylon Five coming, and I would be very shocked if we didn't do something like Game of Thrones. So. We also have Walking Dead coming back and a lot of news there to talk yes. about. Uh, Fear of Fear of the Walking Dead, which has been surprisingly solid all season. 
Um, a lot of fun stuff coming up. So. Yeah, the fear episode this week may be longer than than normal, just because I think the news is going to cause us to uh, to get derailed quite a bit. Yeah, they they cloned Chandler Riggs and they're bringing two Carls back to the show. It's wild, Crazy. but um, we'll get into that. That's for sure. So do the Negan and Daryl show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to drive around, uh, and bike around, <laughs> bike around the wasteland. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll run into Mila Jovovich. It'll be great. Um, yeah, so thanks everybody for listening, uh, and keep an eye on HHWLD, and keep an eye on We Live Entertainment to to get uh, uh, Aaron's reviews on not uh, not the Americans anymore, but other stuff. Yeah, I will be right. Well, yeah, I cover movies every week, but uh, Preacher, I do write about Preacher, and so I'm looking forward. That's starting up pretty oh, soon. Yeah. So we'll I, be covering. I, I, yeah, we'll be covering that on DCTV pretty soon too. So. Very cool. Excellent. All right, thanks everybody again, uh, and stay tuned for more.